Saladita. My name is Jimin, and you are now listening to Not Your Average Netizens. I am here with my lovely co-hosts, Jay. Say hi, Jay. Why did I have to go first? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Ash. I was about to say Jinyoung's wife. <laughs> Matt. I also go by Jinyoung's wife. It's okay. Mrs. Park. Hi, everybody. How are we doing? Hope everyone's doing Hold fine. On, Matt, you're supposed to speak the resident language of Canada. I was hoping you would say bonjour, but that's okay. Bonjour. <laughs> bonjour. Yes. Actually, this was one of the most Canadian thing- long weekends. It's Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving. So, yes. This is why Canada is a ghetto country. Who has Thanksgiving before Halloween? <laughs> A terrible country. So, do y'all have turkey for your things? Yeah. Well, what do you guys they eat? Have, they have candy corn for days. You know what's really funny? I was talking to a random American the other day, and they're like, oh, so what do you guys do? What's your traditions for Thanksgiving? And I'm like, I don't know. We just say what we're thankful for and enjoy a day off. There's no fake story around it, so we just have a good time and enjoy a paid holiday and go about our business. That's kind of how we do. I, I love your shade, Nat. I love your. I mean, I'm Jamaican, so we have oxta and, and curgoat and stuff too. But you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, it's a free day. I I don't really care about the purpose of most free holidays, so I will take whatever I can get. Also, November is so close to Christmas. I feel like it's too close to have such a big holiday. So I never it understood is, it. The, this the ho- is the holiday. It's the spooky season. Y'all messing it up with Thanksgiving. You supposed no, to celebrate the spooky no, season first. Because autumn and fall is very Thanksgiving-y and Halloween-y. So it actually makes sense to have them in the same month. Because the colors... And then you have no break for the whole of November. Hey, you know what? If you work for a federal company, like a federally regulated company in Canada, you get to remember and stay off. So there is a holiday in November for some people. <laughs> I was about to ask a dumbass question. I was about to say, Canada has a federal? <laughs> well, we, we, we had a Columbus Day slash Indigenous People Day yesterday. That was a day off. Columbus Day. Wait, what? That was yesterday? Yeah. Columbus Christopher Columbus is in the bad place. I thought Columbus Day was in September. Slash oh. Indigenous People's Day. Nope. Yesterday. Oh, wow. That tells y'all I don't pay no attention to it. Uh, well, I mean, not Indigenous People Day. Col- Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Okay. Sucks. Fun, fun. Um, not, not fun, the slaughter of people, but fun to talk about Canada and throw Canada under the bus at any time. So... Now that we've gone through that, I think it's appropriate that we talk about what we've been listening to because it's been such a long time since all of us have been united. And I just want to hear what y'all have been listening to because y'all already know what I've been listening to. So, period. Ah, you go. I've been listening to Neon's album. It's the best album. One of the best K-pop albums of the year. Yes. I listened to Two Baddies just to hear it. And that's pretty much it. Okay. No, designer is taste. Designer is that. Yeah. T- 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 designer is a song. Yes, and that song too. Period. Eh, period. Designer is better than two baddies. There. Keep that in. Okay. Ash. 
Ash, what have you been listening to these days? Well, as we discussed before recording, I finally listened to Lizzo's album and liked it a lot. I know people can be very unfair about Lizzo or be very opinionated about Lizzo, but I felt like this album especially, she was very diverse in her tracks and she gave us some really good pop songs and I really missed just, you know, dancey, you know, pop that you can just groove to and it makes you happy. And I, I think she did that really well on her album. So I'm glad it, it has done well. Very sad I didn't get to see her in New York this year, but next time. And also I did go to New York for five days for my birthday. And I also saw Six in at Broadway. And it's a Broadway show that came from the West End in London that was really popular there. They came here last year on Broadway. It's about the six ex-wives of Henry VIII. And they do this kind of concert where they each sing a song about which one had it the worst because Henry VIII was historically a very not so good person and had two of his wives beheaded and all this stuff. So if you guys have ever heard of the Boleyn girl, that's based on one of his wives, Anne Boleyn. And it's really great. Each of the wives is based on a pop star. So they have one based on Ariana Grande and Britney Spears, one based on Beyonce, one based on Rihanna. The songs are great. Really funny. It's a really diverse cast and really great. I was really glad I was able to see it in person. And of course, I've been listening to it nonstop since I got back. The soundtrack, that is. So yeah, that's it for me. Well, awesome. Y'all know I love me some history. I don't love Henry VIII, but I know everything about, well, not everything, a lot of stuff about Henry VIII and the Tudors and Anne Boleyn and all of the Catherines and Marys and, you know, all of those old, very old timey names. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Jin Young, what you been listening to? Jin Young's wife. Yeah. I actually really like, I love history. As you know, the Tudors and the Lancasters are some of the best eras of, like, old white folk royalty be messed up you know henry the i want to say the sixth was like the last english king to win in bat like win his crown through battle so the tudors have you know been legendary for a while just throwing that out there anyways yes i would have been listening to you i was listening to some twice today they make such happy music i love twice they are such bright they're, they're so fun and bright and you know like the dance moves are really catchy and i don't know everything about them is just so much fun they make me very happy i've been listening to some girls generation randomly mostly their japanese stuff because i think it's <laughs> superior for the most part when it when you compare it to some of their korean stuff yeah oh jesus what else and just like ivy you know what i did watch the performances at the fact Music award, Lee Seraphim, Le Seraphim, whatever you want. Oh, I never Lord. say the name correctly. Whatever. They only had four mm-hmm. members there. I don't know why, but they only had the four members performing. They kind of hit, you know. They're doing their thing. You know, Idol, Southern G Idol has really been on my list of of groups that I've been watching a lot of this year because they've been doing the whole school live show kind of thing, the festival circuit. They've been doing every festival. And I don't know, maybe them not having that round face girl anymore has just elevated them. But they, they've they been really hitting this year for me. I don't know what it is. I mean, I think Tomboy's still a bad song. And I think that, you know, my bag is a bit too try hard. But I'm digging watching them perform live. And I've really enjoyed watching Ivy perform live lately, too. Because, you know, Ivy got bullied 
by the Korean public because they were lip singing. And so they started wearing, they started using mics. <laughs> and I mean, the pitch is off. They're breathing I'm heavy. Dead. How do you count lip syncing because <laughs> you wasn't even using a mic? No, they were, no, but they were using, you know, the headset mic, whatever, but their mouths were not moving very much. They were doing some elaborate dance moves and there was no difference in their voice. So people were kind of just like, bruh, like you're doing a festival. You, you, you might as well try to sing live. But yeah, they got bullied by the Korean public and they started singing live. And you know what? As I said, it was pitchy. There were some, some of those notes were not hitting, but I kind of liked it. I thought it was refreshing, you know, especially since SME literally doesn't allow anybody to sing live on music shows anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just really like it. And Stacey too. Stacey, for the most part, performs live. Stacey girls. Yeah. And so does, and I've really been enjoying them. I actually did watch a video too, lastly, about Red Velvet when they were recording Fill My Rhythm. And that had to have been the funniest video I've ever watched before in my life. Every single person who went to the mic was stressed out, like seriously stressed out because the the key, <laughs> the key that the song was in was too high. And at the beginning, Wendy's like, yo, we had a discussion. Joy said, we're going to do it. And, and we're going to, if we don't do it, we're going to die trying. And that was literally how they went in to perform, to record that song. It was actually really funny. I think everybody should watch it because Wendy, Wendy really impressed me. Like vocally, she really impressed me with everything that okay, she Okay, but we already knew when you could sing though. That was No, but I feel like watching the the process of making that song really did kind of drum in how talented she is as a vocalist. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't respect her as a person, but as a vocalist, absolutely. And, and it was interesting because once again, SME doesn't allow these people to sing live. So it was kind of interesting seeing them, you know, literally stressed out, like yelling at the end of it because they were done they were finally done recording even even yuri was in there for three hours yuri it it was it was actually really impressive watching that whole video so i do recommend it but yeah and rena sawayama hold the girl yes and beyonce renaissance i mean that took five minutes um that's it yeah. I'll, I'll be quick and i'll just say that basically since this morning i've been listening to kate bush running up that hill and that's really it that's the thing that's stuck in my brain right now okay moving on to people who are coming back people who are debuting and i've got to say we've got quite the list for the month of late september all the way through the end of october because why didn't nobody tell me that schumann was getting a solo why, who asked for a Schumann solo? I did. He's cute. I asked for it, and I got it. He's a background singer. But Schumann Trump? No, but he came no, up he's with not. XOM. He came he's up with XOM, and he was like, like, Chen was the lead vocalist in XOM, but Schumann and what's he's his name? the main vocal. Was and like main and vocal. he was in that CBS. Oh, Luhan, Luhan. Luhan, Luhan, yeah. They were both. And I will, like, if you know anything about XOM, XOM, their mics were on. XOK, they were lip singing all the time. But XOM actually had their mics on. Power. They were the vocal. Okay, group. but but the, the main vocalist of XOM was Chen and Luhan. He's still the one. No, he's, was, the like, main, on he's, not, he's, he's the main. He's the main. Yeah, so he, is he still with EXO or did he leave? Who? Schumann. Schumann. He's Schumann's still in XO, yeah. Oh, okay. Which is the army. So, I mean, he was in the military. All the Korean ones are still there. 
Oh, okay. I didn't know if he was one of the Korean ones or the Chinese ones. <laughs> the, the funny part about this, like, the Korean ones kind of have no option. <laughs> okay, right, anyway. They got um, no remote. <laughs> it was very new to me. I I mean, apparently Jay asked for it, uh, and Lisa Mai granted. The Lord always hears our prayers, so congratulations Man. to you. Ash's new favorite group, Cocoa and Butter, debut. Tell us about them, Ash. <laughs> they are a four-member girl group under Mama Moo's company. They were all participants in Street Woman Fighter. They were allegedly formed originally in 2018 with six members and their style, according to their kprofile.com profile, is hip hop and dance hall. Okay, pause real quick. First thing I gotta say, I thought you memorized all that and I was about to be like, that's dedication to your group. Uh, but also dance hall? Well, <laughs> well, new. well. There have been Asian dance hall queens in Jamaica. You know, okay. the motto in Jamaica is, you know, out of many. It's a very but there are also country. Asian Jamaicans, so they at least yes. can say that they are Jamaican. Yeah, but, but are these people actually Jamaican? Or are they? I mean, Asian? they have a song called Medea. So I think they think that they're Jamaican a little bit, a little bit. I mean, them braids look, you know, a little Patra esque. And they start the song with Wagwan, allegedly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That you, that's you know look one of them is a big ah, rihanna fan and one of them is a big fan of rihanna and her name is rihay no oh, you know rihanna rihanna swears she's jamaican too so like that fits oh. that tracks oh. so hey i'll know i'm not getting into that I, i'll know all i know is jay, jay keeps calling them cocaine butter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just, you know. Daniel has come back. And okay, that's literally how it's spelled. It's literally spelled like cocaine. Oh, okay. That's how it <laughs> looks. <laughs> I can read, and that's that's and how I'm reading good. it. Cocaine better. Like, all right. You can skip over Daniel. Um, we don't need to talk about that song. It's trash. All right. Hold up. <laughs> you forget that we are we're like citizen zero. For Daniel stands like, uh, so that's why I can say what I said. <laughs> we love Daniel. We I have, on our own. have to like everything he does, and he this was not it. And he has at the only times in life was losing Jiho. Jiho, that was like his. Oh own. man, I didn't know they broke that up. They broke up. Yeah, I mean, she was taking out his. his she was taking out his recycling. It was a. It was love. Okay, um, well, but other news. The least racist member of the most racist group has come back. That can be anything from Vix. That's fair. It could totally be anything, but it's Hulk from Vix. We I get so used to seeing Ravi. It's just weird to see Hulk. So congratulations. Did I tell you guys that I'm following Ravi on Instagram it's now? Just to him. Wow. I have nothing more to say. <laughs> you know, one day Why I was looking at a Ravi post came up and I was like, you know, he's kind of cute. And I don't start following him. And not, oh, I don't yes. follow him, but I do. <laughs> I'm going I'm to ask the good Lord to At least if something did some happen, you'll know judgment. first. Now. Yeah. Well, Leo from Vix also dropped the song, which was actually kind of catchy. I like, it was kind of cute. It was like... I stay far away from Vix. I'm sorry. Yeah, they wrote me... Mm-mm, no. Well, and, and I guess 
slightly better news. Stray Kids dropped Case 143 and Ash. I mean, no, not Ash. I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't mean to blaspheme you like that. Nat. Nat is saying that they're straying away from their roots. Yeah. It, it, what gives? It, it wasn't hot garbage. It was very surprising. You know, I expect loudness. You know what? Let me go and check and see who produced the song because we've been saying from time that they need new producers on their music. So maybe well, they that's what happened. Music. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. That they like they got some producers on the on Maxident this new album that they dropped, which we'll, we will be reviewing, guys. Don't worry. You know we like to do. I don't uh, think anybody was worrying. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some reason, for some reason, Jay has something against Bang Chan and Hyunjin. I I don't understand it because Red Light was amazing and they're the only two members of Stray Kids that deserve any attention. So I don't get Jay's it. Jay's a hater. But, Not when Felix is there. Okay, oh. First of all, Felix ain't ever bullied <laughs> nobody. All right. How about that? How about that? Okay. Did Bang Chan or Hyunjin have a bullying scandal? Hyunjin did. Yeah. Oh, he did. Who did he bully? Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He had a <laughs> Remember in 2020 or something like that where it was like everybody had a bullying scandal? He had one that yeah. year too. Um, oh, yeah. What did he do? I don't even know. I just know that some people, mostly his fans, are like, bullying. it was a misunderstanding and it wasn't, didn't happen and blah, blah, blah. Well, Felix is, I will admit, Felix is adorable. And he has, like, three different yeah. voices. So, I mean, he really did carry Maniac. He, well, I mean, the entire chorus is just, Maniac. Uh, no, actually, so okay. <laughs> Who else is going to do that <laughs> but Felix? Honestly, Felix's only claim to fame is that he looks like that and he sounds like that. Like, that's literally all his... Well, okay, I'm gonna look up Case 143. And even though yeah. it's a Ratchet yeah. song, they did have help from Raphael from Producing Lab and David and Yosia from Threescape. So they did what we asked. They got, you know, professionals in the industry who probably have been doing it for a really long time to assist. And that's why this song is good. Congratulations. I mean, and God's I- menu is fine, but. I don't like Happy. any Stray Kids music, so except for Red Light, I can't really. I only like their, some of the unit songs. The Rose has come back, which is so weird to say in the Sour year is good. 2022, the year of our Lord. Yeah, mm-hmm. but The Rose is like day six to me, so I don't expect them to come back. I just expect them, you know, just to be there. To be here, so Wanho is coming back. How, how, are we excited? It looks like a rock song so it's kind of interesting that this is where he's going with it i don't know we'll see i mean one of the surprises britney spears of monster x that's what he should be i don't think you're allowed to mention him and monster x in the same sentence anymore (laughs) is that illegal (laughs) you know according to the fans (laughs) do y'all remember remember that vine where them two little white kids was like (laughs) what was they doing like the Starbucks and they was like kissing on each other and then they first said is this allowed? <laughs> what this reminded me of. Okay. Okay, so that that's most of the comebacks that I found that would have stood out to me or that sounded interesting. I mean La Seraphim has come back and last time we listened to them was Day was here and we did like it, their song, but that was when they first debuted. So what was it? Sour grapes? Yeah. That was when they first debuted. 
Oh, wow. Um, Fearless. <laughs> That's a song. Fearless. That was the name of the song that they debuted with. Oh, did y'all hear the the controversy with them? Where they like you were trying to remember? No, really, I was trying to remember. We listened to more than one song from them. We listened to the whole album. What are y'all? Yeah, we did. I think we did. Which one do you think we did? Because we only because we liked two of the songs, and then we were like, okay, one of them was the intro, and then we were like, the other two weren't that that good. And it was the last song. It was like the last song that we all liked comebacks and debuts which was fun and interesting there's a ton more we you know can't possibly get into all of them but i think it's time that we move on and we talk about stuff that's going on in look y'all i'm not really good at hosting this show but i guess we talk about stuff that's going on in k-pop so nat why don't you lead the way what's going on oh okay so i guess we'll go in order so there was a tweet that was put up a couple of days ago by a K-pop journalist, a freelance writer for who's written for Teen Vogue and the Grammys and Rolling Stones and all of the, the things. And the journalist's name is Tasia Assis. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. My Spanish is not great. And they put out a tweet and I'll just summarize it because it is like, I mean, it's only three free tweets so it's not a lot but <laughs> basically they were saying that their the issue with k-pop is that is become so isolated because people only care about one or two groups nobody really cares about k-pop in general so it's harder to write about the industry as a whole because nobody cares about the industry they only care about their favorites one or two groups and basically, they also sort of went a little bit more into like misunderstandings because people assume that when you say that like you have tunnel vision with your group, that means that I guess some people assume the opposite is that you're supposed to consume everything. And it's like, no, but you should get music. You should be open to at least open to other music, especially since a lot of times people don't even like the music that their group puts out. They're just supporting them because they like the group. So it's kind of funny that you do that. And then you say that you don't like anybody else's music, but you don't really like the music that your, your favorites put out. So like, make, make, make that make sense. You know what I mean? So basically they ended it with having curiosity about, you know, trying new music and getting into other artists and groups and stuff like that is part of the fun. It's refreshing. You might find out your new favorite band, who knows? And so there's a lot of people who engage with this. I don't suggest looking at the comments and the replies because a lot of people are from a specific fandom. Everybody knows what fandom that is. And they seem to have taken this personally for some reason, even though there's nothing in here that indicates a single group or artist. But you know, when you think the whole world is out to get you, everything is about you. So yeah, you'll lose brain cells definitely reading a lot of these comments. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did read the very first one. Yeah. And the very first one says, damn, sorry that Korean artists can't be easily stuffed, stuffed back into the niche Asian subculture bubble and conflate it with one another so you can get paid to write think pieces about their industry as opposed to covering individual artists the way you would white people. That's so, okay. Not even what she said. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> not only is that not what she said, but also if you really... I don't even understand this idea that in, instead of siloing into one or two groups, talking about K-pop as a whole is the same as making it into this niche thing. That's not what it is because, for example, some people talk about NBA basketball, like sports writers, right? They'll talk about NBA basketball. 
And instead of just talking about, I don't know, the Golden State Warriors or the Chicago Bulls, they talk about the entire league. That's what, to me, that's what it sounds like she was saying. So I don't even know how that person even got to where they are. But also, why does everything have to, like, be this? It's weird how they how they say, like, as you would white people. And what's really strange to me is they don't cover white people from the position of being a stand. I don't know if y'all, I mean, maybe y'all can get some feedback on this because I don't read as many music articles, music journalism, just because a lot of it these days, I just feel like people are be like, I don't know. I, I don't hey, I just, I just read a lot of it. Hey, but basically, from what I see, it's not a lot of, I'm just going to pick one per- one white artist and that'll be the artist I write about. I don't see a lot of that. I don't, I don't get this idea that that's what they do because I mean, I don't get this idea that, yeah, because that's not what they do. They don't, they, you got, I feel like K-pop stands want journalists to pick one group and write only about that group and only positive things about that group. You don't see that in any other genre. You only see it with K-pop. And it's just weird that they think that it's, it's, I feel like they try to project that and they try to make it seem like, well, you do it with white people. No, they don't. They don't. And you know what? That only perpetuates them staying as a niche. uh, I think if you are just picking, because everybody right now, anyone that's not into K-pop only sees K-pop as BTS. They don't know about any of the other groups except maybe Blackpink. So once BTS goes on hiatus, what do you think is going to happen to all these other groups that don't have the same type of support? Do you think they're going to get the type, the same type of attention from journalists? Because I can tell you most, a lot of journalists don't even really care too much about K-pop as much as, you know, the biggies that they think can get them clicks and likes and get them the attention. And if, you know, no one else is bringing that same attention, BTS is, which is a once in a lifetime type of, you know, kind of success what do you think is going to happen to everyone else if no one is bothering to look at what is available out there i just see it as keeping your niche in a niche yeah jay you were gonna say something yeah jay taylor swift they only write nice things about her sure but is taylor swift the only artist you like when you there's if there's a specific music journalist let's just take let's just use an example well Uh, tamar do you feel like Tamara is going to only write about Taylor Swift or is she going to write about Taylor and Adele and, and Ariana and all the other white queens? If she, so- doesn't like, if she doesn't like Taylor Swift, which I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and this might be me reaching for the stars, but some music journalists only write about certain people that they don't like. And it's, to me... It's somewhat that is obvious. True. It is somewhat obvious because I mean I did like music. I did write some music reviews a long time ago. And on that website, it wouldn't matter if the singer's album, if it probably was their best work or their worst work, just because of who it was, people there were some people that were always gonna give it the one-star rating, say it's the worst thing ever, without even actually hearing the the music. I mean, and it is, I mean, I think it's a larger issue with music journalism is that they were always praising, like, the rock groups. They did praise some of the hip-hop groups, but anything that was pop or dance, they automatically had a negative perception of it. I mean, you know, 
I am going to go out on a limb and say that, yeah, that a lot of the music journalism about Taylor Swift and they criticized her for really didn't make any sense because it was the same thing her male contemporaries were doing. So it was like, I mean, it's really because she was a woman and that, you know, oh, she's doing pop music. You know, it's not as, you know, musically challenging as not intellectually deep, like hip hop or something. But I was just like, Okay, first of all, pop can be just as meaningful and all that as those other genres. You're not going to tell me that there aren't any rock or rap songs that are crap, that that don't suck. Are you not going to tell me that? But it was because that she was a woman and that she was talking about her relationship, just like what all these men do. That's all Ed Sheeran talks about. That's all Bruno Mars talked about. We're like their relationships, and they've been in a lot of them, but... Yeah, I mean, it's like a punching bag. So, yeah, I I just think that I I know I said I kind of said this before, but everything that goes on in K-pop is like larger. And so like with BTS specifically is that they only write about BTS is for the clicks. They don't care about the genre. I mean, and part of it is the fans fall too. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are to blame for some of the things that go on, you know. Not so much in Korea, because it's kind of like the culture to only stand one group. But internationally, we kind of don't have to play by those rules. But yet, it's like this K-popification of the whole music industry and culture at large. Yeah, that's all I want to say. Let's think about, like, Big Bang. Were they not, like, one of the, like, the K-pop group? Was EXO not the K-pop group? 21. Mm, Look at where they're at right now. I rest my case. So yes, BTS has their moment right now and they seem like this big wall, you know. <laughs> Remember people used to say that in the past. It was like, oh, this group is a wall. Nobody can top them. Nobody can break their records, yada, yada, yada. But where are those groups now? And BTS, their time is coming. They're not going to last. The wall always crumbles, even though it may seem impossible. You know, it felt that way with like EXO. So I feel like, too, that Western producers at some point are going to want to replace them if they I feel like when BTS starts, takes their hiatus or starts to slow down, there will be somebody moving to make a white boy another One Direction or whatever and put all of their effort and time into them. And when that happens, that's, you know, that's a wrap. If they catch on, that's a wrap. And then, too, it's just. You know, I I don't know. I I feel like people just are really not really just too wrapped up in stand wars and competing against each other to see reality at this point. But yeah. Okay, wait, this is a great point in the episode. Listeners, comment or add us on Twitter or whatever. Let us know. Who do you think will be the first to win a Grammy? Will it be... A K a K pop boy band or a Western boy band? Let us know who you think. And specifically, will it be will it be BTS or will it be a Western boy band? Let us know. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yes, I just wanted to say that what I agree with everything you guys are saying, but back in the day, there was a difference between international fans and K fans. I don't think there's a difference between them now, and so. I feel like a lot of international fans have adopted the crane standing method. Basically, from what I've seen on Twitter, they are, there's no difference between the two anymore. And that's why there is a lack of multi-fans because Koreans do not believe in being multi-fans. 
they believe in dedicating yourself to whatever you're like, whatever the top one or two things that you're into. And that's sort of what you go ahead with. And it's funny because back in the day, international fans like us, we used to pride ourselves on we're, well, you know, we actually just like the genre of music and we like and support everybody. But now international fans are literally doing exactly the same thing as Korean fans. So that's, I think, where the frustration comes from because I think back in the day, it would have been more likely for you to be able to write about Girls' Generation and 21 and what what's new in K-pop and what's hot in K-pop. Nowadays, people really just don't care whether, regardless of where you're from, they only care about what they care about. So if you're in Agase, you only care about K- about got seven and even there even in these groups there's infightings because certain people only like certain members because they're Ake fans and so there's a lot of infighting especially in i know the blink fandom there's like tons of infighting like the, the jenny girls and the lisa girls and the rosie girl they're always at each other's throat i don't know why but it's always happening right because it's so insular and it's so like isolated in some ways i've seen people literally say multi-fans are a scourge on the earth they literally say multi-fan like people say mudblood and the n-word it's very strange to me the way that people operate now in k-pop but that's how it is so I have multiple interests like when did that become a sin it's 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 a problem it's a problem <laughs> literally like here's a tweet that i actually screenshot because i knew this person was going to delete their account and they didn't delete their account but so done with them one bitch said you are a multi so essentially worthless you wanted praise for voting equally and when you didn't get it you got angry typical i can't remember what this is in response to but i knew i was gonna have to use this one day and so here it is but literally (laughs) literally this is what people and even k-pop journalists who have are so deep in the sauce are like oh well i i mean i'm not a fan of k-pop i'm a fan of this group and i'm this group and these are professionals in the industry people who should have more common sense in my opinion but common sense is not common so hey but yeah that's my opinion on it like a lot of these people are nuts a lot of k-pop fans who literally a couple years ago were getting at armies for for being you know armies are literally just like them now in a lot of cases in my opinion you know what i think um, is so strange about what you're saying though i feel like weirdly that only applies to idol fans, particularly when we're talking about in the context of Korean fans, because the people who are fans of things in Korea are not like, they're just regular humans. I think it's literally just like the idol of idols. I really, yeah. well, it's really idols just that. and actors, because I've, I've seen some idols, <laughs> idol fans like pop off after. Oh, fans <laughs> you know, like you know what, when you were talking to, I was sorry for cutting off, but it reminded me of earlier, I was talking to Jay. And we were talking about, he was telling me, wait, Jay, I don't know if you want me to, we can, you know, you tell me if I need to stop. But he was telling me that apparently what's going on in the DKZ standum is like their little fans are bullying the rest of the members because they're saying that the members are riding Jay Chun's coattails of popularity. You're right. Jay can give us a little bit of... (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what what I mean. This is what what I mean, though. That's what I saw. And I was like, it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't make any sense. He wasn't one of the popular members before, before he did the jock, the the drama. And so it, it just and it like the timing of it, the whole timing of like their rebrand was just messy. It's so messy. And if you 
didn't know what was going on, you would have just thought, okay, you know, you would think nothing of it. But, you know, I mean, I guess I really didn't have to dig that deep. I, I felt like I didn't have to do that deep of digging to find out all the drama that was happening. I was just like, okay, this is a lot. And then it kind of just got brushed under the rug. So it's like, if you know, you know, if you don't, you don't. But yeah, but that was one of the big things. And that was, there was a lot going on between, I think, when was it? August? Whenever their Cupid comeback was, it was around that time when all these changes were going made and all this drama was happening. But yeah, but that was one of the the things that was kind of hush-hush. That was like the main thing that was hush-hush was that his fans were bullying the other members and saying everybody's riding on his coattails. He's the Beyonce of the group. This group would be nothing without him, yada, yada. And it was just like, are y'all really doing this right now? With everything else going on, y'all really doing this, but okay. There is literally no Beyonce of any of these K-pop. I'm gonna say, how you gonna be a Beyonce? That's disrespectful to Beyonce. No, my thing is, how can you be, you trying to be Beyonce when you can't even be Michelle? So that's hey, my hey, thing. Hey, respect you can't even Michelle. you can't even be hey, Michelle. Like, Michelle no, Michelle no, eats no. a lot of these girls up now. Even though they're yeah. trying to say Michelle didn't do anything, uh, she yeah, can when she yeah. when she put her mind to it to the dancing, she can dance. We already know she can sing because she's I mean, in Destiny's Child. I feel like I feel like a better and more apt comparison is Keely Williams from Three O W because that woman. Okay, but that one song that she did, even though it was nasty, it was good. <laughs> Chicken wings at that girl, Natura. She was so messy. Three LW was a, was a good group when when they were the original. Yeah, her song. They had a jury. Yeah, yeah, that's why I mean the original. The sex was spectacular. That's a bop. Not gonna lie, that song is a bop. Anyways, yes, that is our take on this topic. And do let us know if you guys agree or you have any opinions on that. I mean, you know, you get to let us know in secret because people be crazy. We get it. Uh, <laughs> but we should definitely move along. So I guess I can just summarize the next two topics because they're both about drunk driving and K-pop. I mean, we know Korea has problems with drinking. So these are not that surprising. But Shinwa's Haesung was found, passed out in a reportedly stolen vehicle. And then when the police asked him to take to take a breathalyzer, he refused. So this is his second DUI, basically. The first one was in 2007, because, you know, Shin was in a very old group. And so the plot thickens a bit when his company, I think it's Livework, is his company name. And basically, he went to this restaurant and, or this bar or whatever. He drank a lot. And then the valet gave him the wrong keys. So he ended up leaving with this car that didn't belong to him. But they said, basically, that's the excuse for the car, but we don't condone, you know, the drunk driving. But then the restaurant said that they had CCTV footage saying that the valet didn't give him any keys. And that literally, his son was so drunk, he just got into whatever car he found that had keys in it and drove off because they didn't even have a valet working at that time. So it's a mess. It's, you know... Yeah, Shinwa has definitely been around for a long time, and they are definitely not—they're definitely not an innocent group, as we all know. But that is going on with that. We're still waiting to see, I guess, what the police have to say, what Hyesung has to say. Like Hyesung himself has been really quiet lately. Even at Andy's wedding, he basically stayed away. From, like the group performed minus him, 
don't know. I feel like he's going through some stuff and that probably explains all of this, but it is a mess. And yeah, we're waiting to see what happens. Maybe Shinwa may not retain that reputation as the group that has never changed members in all like 30 years of their activities. You know what I mean? Maybe they're about to lose a member. Who knows? And then the second story was Victon's Chen. He got into a drunk driving situation as well. I don't think it was as spectacular. No, he was just returning home after gathering with his friends and he was cooperative. Everything was, you know, up and up, I guess. And basically he will face disciplinary measures. And then he was on break for a bit. And I guess the, comp- the group said, hmm, you're just going to have to leave. Oh, now he's, yeah, now he's... Victon is down a member. I'm I can't even name a Victon song, I'll be honest. But yeah, sorry to their fans, I guess. But do the crowd, you know, you gotta pay for that in some way, shape or form. I just really wish that, you know, if you're leaving a restaurant or someone's friend's house or something like that, people would take a little bit more responsibility for their friends who are leaving, especially if they work in the public eye. And it's not to take responsibility from the drunk person, but that person's already drunk at that point. They're not going to be making good decisions. That's just the reality of the situation. So I kind of think it's weird, one, that the restaurant knew he was drunk and just let him go like that. And also just like let, had him like leave with this man's car. The stranger's car didn't say anything. I don't know. The whole thing is a mess. So we're just going to be grateful that there are no victims. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, for me, I'm just really happy that there are no victims. Agreed. Because it could always be much, much worse. But you know, like, groups are not... I feel like drunk driving and saying the N-word, those are like two rites of passage for most Korean boy groups. So victim already has one. Shinwa has them all. So yeah, that is an unfortunate story. But let's move on to something also kind of unfortunate. Sorry. So 80s, <laughs> but it's not nearly as bad though. It's not, not nearly, nearly as bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so I don't know if you guys remember earlier this year, 80s had that issue where they were saying that Nmix had plagiarized their music video. Do you remember the one with the ship? I feel like I vaguely remember this, but I also yes. feel like 80s has a plagiarism scandal like every three months. Yes, because remember, there was that foreign artist, I don't know if he was Eastern European or something like that, literally plagiarized one of their songs too. So there was. Or was it Indian? I just can't remember, but I know that... Oh my God. Are you talking about the... Was, wasn't he Greek? Like the guy that played around? Might have been Greek. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know they weren't black and I know they weren't white. I just cannot remember exactly what they, their ethnicity was. But remember they had also plagiarized... 18, no, it was Nigerian. It was African artist. It was an African artist who plagiarized them. But... So I say that all that to say that 80s has had many plagiarism scandals this year i mean i can't even remember if they dropped music i just know that they've had plagiarism scandals okay so basically dance Nevada from the wdbz dance crew who are currently starring on street man fighter is being ac- accused of plagiarizing ats's quaint choreo from say my name for a dance challenge created for zico's new thing so initially it was the fans who were just calling Vada out but it grew and on Instagram and Scrub, I don't know who this person is, claims that the move was bitten and that Vada should at least give credit when it's due. Who wrote this? Oh, oh sorry. Asian junkie did. All right. So it's like that 
driving a car dance choreography but yeah so how is it even something to steal okay so 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 are are we able to and ready to give our thoughts yeah i i i'm interested in what you guys have to think i have to say sorry about it yeah yeah are you going first yeah i i just okay i I can't say it's gonna be real quick that's kind of a lie but i will say this first and foremost I can y'all stop copying these people, these men. But also, too, what's weird about this is like people are saying that they copied ATs when in reality they copied the choreographer. ATs did not make the dance, just you know, the same way that there's so many iconic dances that it was popularized by somebody, but it wasn't made by that person, right? But at the same time, they both, in my opinion, they both have a stake. ATs has a stake, and the choreography has a stake. choreographer has a stake. So that makes sense. Also, it, I feel like the whole plagiarism thing when it comes to dance moves is so strange because it's it's very difficult to think about conceptually. So this involves, this does involve Zico because he's attached to the song New Things and 80s. Here's the interesting thing is that Block B is signed to 80s label or sub-label of it, 7Cs. Seven Seas was the label that Block B was under. And then I think he got transformed into KQ, which ATs is signed to. So that right there is kind of something that doesn't sit right with me. You know, I think that this Vatu person is kind of caught in the crossfires of that. And that he's really kind of not that important. <laughs> But I'm looking at what this is doing really for 80s because Zico, he is untouchable, unfortunately, from all the past controversies that he has been in or something that he allegedly might be attached to or not to, like the Bernie Sun scan. He's still, he had that number one song right after he came out of the army or before that any song, you know, his new song is like blowing up because everybody's seemingly willingly to doing his, that challenge and organically is not that's being forced. So he's fine. But ATs right now is one of the trending groups, you know, it's like they can almost do no wrong. The fans, (laughs) it was mentioned earlier that some fans want ATs to be really black identified. And just from what I've seen with ATs is that they're really trying to push this artistic kind of credibility on them. And that this whole dance controversy is in a way doing that for them, especially with, you know, it's like, okay, yes, the dance move came out. They did that in like 2019. Cause I remember when they first did that for the same, my name, I was like, that's kind of, it's kind of a whack dance move, but it's also kind of cool. It makes any sense because it's something so simple. I guess it's like anybody could do that. Anybody could put that in any in, the, in their in their song, and it probably would have the same effect. They probably be like, okay, that's whack, but it's kind of cool. And so here we are, three years later, and it's blowing up. But everybody's associating it with Zico and not Eighties. So, in a way, I guess yes, it can feel some type of way about it. Um, the dance world's messy. I mean, I don't know if Vatu, maybe he saw Say My Name before and he really liked the dance move. And then when he was making up the new things, dance, 
it kind of just clicked for him like, oh, maybe, you know, this is something that kind of fits into it. I mean, that's on the scale of the least ignorant. And then the most ignorant is that he just straight up copied. <laughs> but that's just my whole take on this. Is like, I'm really not up in arms about this because, like I said before, that Block B and ATs are signed to the same label. And I think that this is all just a big push for ATs because it's like bringing them more attention. Like their song, Say My Name, shot up the iTunes charts. It's like number two. And the song is like three years old. You know, and the number one song is like the Stray Kids new song. So it's doing something. It's doing something for the group. You know, it's doing a lot for him. You know, everybody's now respecting oh, Wu Young, you know, for calling Batu out. You know, he's like, oh, look at him. He's such a badass and all this and that and the other thing. So, I mean, it's giving the group more validity, you know, that, you know, they're not a group to be messed with, that they're going to call you out, that, you know, they're standing up for, you know, quote unquote, what's theirs. But I mean, I'm just, it just doesn't sit right with me. That's, that's all I got to say about it. That's really interesting. And I feel like a really good point that I, I didn't even think about it. If I could put my tinfoil hat on, I could see, this definitely does seem like the illusion of artistry. If you... <laughs> I mean, I'm just so... See, this is why I don't want to go to the 80s concert because they're going to be like, it's him. It's like... <laughs> You don't know. You know, these K-pop fans are crazy. I'm telling you, they will find you if they if they really want to, they can find you. But well, here's I how mean, I feel. You didn't say anything bad. I'm about to say something bad, but you didn't but say I anything mean, bad. But I mean, I just thought about that because I was like, but nobody has brought that up about Zico. And ATs be signed to the same label. Nobody has brought that up. And that's the thing that I'm just like, y'all, I guess for me and with K-pop in general is that that's something, that's an objective take. Nobody can deny that. Like, but nobody, everybody's doing I feel all this like nobody research. brought it up because you're, you're using 100% of your brain and we're using 10% of our brain. I mean, now, do you remember that movie I, Salt? No, I think yes. like this reason yes. that, though, yes. is because the fans, I'm pretty sure I saw the fans, the ATs fans were trying to hide the fact that they were signed to like a subsidiary connected to Block B because I guess they like the whole idea of them being not yeah, it seems. like an origin, like their origin stories, you know, they're scrappy from nowhere. But they're not. I mean, this explains the whole... I mean, like, we can tell by from the original KQ fellas videos that they had a lot of money. Like the production budget was there in a way that it wasn't for any other group that debuted in that era. That was not from a big company. So but, you could tell that they had some sort of backing that was, it was like, honestly, they remind me a lot of Luna the way they debuted in terms of having so much backing and hype. But even it doesn't, it's like, why are people surprised? Because even when they, what, did Inception and the leader had the braids and it was, oh, you're doing black hairstyle. I was like, their, their group, their, their label before them was Seven Seas and who was signed to Seven Seas? Block B, like some of the most notorious, you know, culture vultures you know, known to everybody. So for this new boy group from the same label as Block B, for one of their members to have cone rolls in their hair, it didn't surprise me. I was like, why are y'all acting so shocked about this? But this is like, they don't do their research. 
they're just so blinded by, oh, the, I like this group, and you know, they say my life, and you know, I'll do anything for them. I'm like, these these boys don't care about you. They don't know you Men. like that. It's the but go off, I guess. Sorry, I have a thing about I have a thing about not calling Asian men boys. I feel like we do it so much that it's just kind of subconscious. Not that you're doing it in that way, but my point is so many people will call these K-pop. I mean, I do it too. I'd be like K-pop boys, right? These K-pop, Thai, drama, actors. Oh, my, you know, what a sweet boy or my boy. And I'm like, it's so strange to me because you look at a picture of Zion Williamson and you look at a picture of Hedgehog from NCT and Zion is looked at as a grown ass man, but Hedgehog is a baby. And they're the same exact age. Sorry. Infantilizing of the idol, right? Like making him, he's not, he, he's a smooth faced young man, you know, for a boy. And some girls are really into it. Personally, not me, not I, but some girls are really into that. So I get it. But it's but also like if he, if he was literally black and like literally if he was hedgehog, but literally just darkened his skin a little bit, would mm-hmm. you still oh. be saying, oh, my sweet Absolutely boy? Not. People don't do that for black boys. They, no, they just don't. No, no, they're like, you're three years old. You a man. You're a man. Go out and get a job. That's bad. That's <laughs> bad. Literally be like, that's a baby. That's not even a boy. That's a baby. But okay. Yeah, no, yeah. about this 80s thing, though, I feel like 80s has been in the news more so for all of these scandals, quote unquote, than for their actual music. I, I know they dropped music, but it kind of came and went. And I know they are on they were on tour or they are on tour. I, I don't know if it's sold that well, because looks like you could have got tickets right up to the dates for most of the, the, the tour dates. So, and th- you know, it's the truth. I feel like this recession is hitting and a lot of these million sellers are probably not going to be million sellers no more because that is expensive. Like a very, very expensive hobby to have. And I think it's getting more and more expensive with all these tours and stuff like that. So please guys be mindful. Jamie just had to cancel her tour days before the tour was going to start. And I heard that it was because of low ticket sales. So yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, let's get us into the... Wait, we didn't ask if Ash had anything oh, to say. Ash, are you awake? Ash, you asleep? <laughs> I'm deceased. Y'all know Ashley. Y'all were just on a roll. And I, like I told y'all, I wasn't sure I would have much to say on AT, so I just let y'all go with it. It's okay. Ash, name an AT song. Say my name. Nat, you, you go to hell. <laughs> say my name. Say Why my would name. you ask her to name... Pirate King. Wonderland. I like <laughs> the one where they're out in like near a beach or something and they're oh, wearing pastel like, colors. She, she likes the waves. That's what it was called. Why? Okay, but well, what's the song? Akuna Matata Tata. Yeah. Oh my god. Is that really oh the <laughs> Yes. That's what Jesus that's what the Christ. tall one says. We gotta get rid of ACs. <sighs> Oops. I say that jokingly. Jokingly stands joking. Oh, wow. Anyway, I actually is- really, these days, hold on. I just want to yeah. say this real quick. I've been finding Hong Joon kind of attractive these days. Don't ask. Don't at me. Uh, he wanted to have the cornrows. He had the cornrows, so. You oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? Yes, you. Oh, no. We're talking about AT still, right? Yeah. No. Okay, never mind. Never, no. never mind what I just said. <laughs> Okay. No, well, I mean, I... Oh, your demon Yes, we saw it. I like Sen. He's the one with the really sharp cheekbones, right? 
Oh, he's the he's the only one that whose name I know in AT. I'm not feeling so. him though. So let's get to the big story that has been trending for a couple of days. So Crush, famous R&B singer, who has just been released from his military duties, who is also dating Joy from Red Velvet, was at a concert and he was touching everybody except for two people. And the only difference between those two people and everybody else he's, he was happily touching is that they're Black. And now I have seen this video from many angles. And not only did he not touch their hand, but he stepped back, had his hand out, like he was saying no, and then touched other people's hands. So I completely believe that he thinks dark skin is contagious, and that's why he did not want to touch Black people. Kind of like Prince Charles when he was shaking everybody's hand in that row, and then he skipped over the Black guy. You know, you know that's kind of fair. You know what that really, you know what that weirdly reminds me of? It reminds me of that Key and Peele sketch. The opposite of that, yes. Like, yeah, Barack Obama. Yes. <laughs> but the Key and Peele sketch is actually really funny. But, really but no, this man crushed straight up, just put his hand in that girl's face and like, no, <clears throat> you, <clears throat> no, too dark. We're too moving dark. on. <laughs> so I might catch something, clearly. And then he put out a whack-ass apology where he he tried to lie and say that there were people pushing too much, so he didn't want to... Hold on, let me... I'm going to read his his little... His letter. It's not an apology. It's in a letter. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to address the issue revolving around the audience interaction <laughs> performance last night. The 2022 Someday Pleroma Festival. I've been away for roughly two years and being able to perform on stage with my dearest fans and the audience was such an unforgettable. Oh, wait, no, this is not the whole thing. I'm not reading the whole thing. But basically, he tried to lie and say that people were pushing a lot. So that's why he he wanted to skip over safety protocols. Like, for sa- yeah, for safety, safety protocols. Reason. He wanted to kind of not touch everybody because he so. Oh, he said. To avoid further misunderstanding, I would like to explain that I had to refrain from giving out high fives with the fans in particular sections as safety precautions. A fans were getting, two people. Yeah, only the two people, though. Fans were getting too close to the fences, holding up the audience section, and I saw that those in the front row were getting pushed against the fence. So quick judgment not to approach for the safety of my fans. I sincerely apologize for the misunderstanding not for hurting anybody's feelings, that my actions may have caused. I love each and every one of my fans and I would never discriminate nor favor anyone. Now, here's the thing. If you watch the video from the different angles, you would see that nobody was pushing anybody. So that was a lie. Two, he claims that he could not touch, he he didn't touch sections, but literally, he literally touched everybody around those two girls, like around them. So, like, and once again, we saw him pull his hand back like he was saying no. And then go back and touch other people's hands. Now, we talked about Zico earlier. Crush is good fans with Zico. So this ain't surprising. I automatically assume any Korean R&B hip-hop artist is going to be a little bit of racist. I just assume that. That is definitely going to be a reality. You know, I, I just, I feel really bad for a lot of the fans. Especially these two girls who, you know, felt terrible because you know they love and support this artist and he basically ignored them and then lied about it on the internet and now Um, they're being attacked for telling of course they're being attacked because k-pop fans we were just talking like the first thing that we were talking about today was how crazy k-pop fans are you know and how they will defend their favorites no matter what 
100,000%. So it's just really unfortunate. You know, I, I feel mostly really sad for the two girls involved. If that's how they identify. I don't know these people, to be quite honest. But I do feel really bad for them, especially not just because they probably can, can no longer listen to this music that they that probably brought them joy, but now because they're being bullied for it from, you know, irrational, bat crazy people online. So it is really, really, really unfortunate. His apology shit, mostly because it wasn't an apology. And then he un he deleted a Black Lives Matter tweet that he put out a couple years ago. It's messy. It's FYI, very, very there's messy. a list of or if you just have different links to different K-pop stars, Reddit, Instagrams, or socials that have put a Black Lives Matter post in the past. There is a comprehensive list on Reddit. And you can just go down and kind of click and see how many of them have deleted those same posts in the past couple of years. And it's quite quite a few. Quite a few. So do you think? Uh, well, I kind of want to just say real quick, I'm going to refrain from feeling sorry for the girls until I do a background check. Because lots of times what ends up happening is, is these people will stand, you know, hell in high water. These people will stand through blackface. These people will stand through bullying of other people, of other black women. They will stand through everything until it happens to them. And I just want to be sure that I'm not coming to bat for somebody who had it coming to them. Not saying that anybody really deserves this in the same sense but in the sense of it's almost like a how am I supposed to feel bad for you if you if if you let this happen to another black girl and you didn't do anything kind of thing obviously I'm not saying that's the case and I'm not saying and I know that's a hot take it's a, it's definitely spicy but I do feel like I don't want to support somebody who was involved in hurting other people. That's part of the reason why my my thought process automatically, if I hear you're an army, I'm a bit defensive already because I'm a, I, I don't know what you're going to do next just because my, my experience has not been great. And then after, after I see, after I scope you out and see what you've been doing, then I'm like, oh, okay, this is a, a chill army, right? And that's how I feel about people who are like, hardcore stands for K-dudes, right? Especially K-R&B, K-hip-hop. I don't know. That's another level to me. I think K-pop is, I don't know. For, for me, there's a really weird difference between standing those two genres. Now, I kind of want to address real quick, and then I'll give the mic to Ash because I really want to hear her thoughts on this. But I also want to address the reaction to this from the Black community. And this happens every time something like this happens. But I feel like we don't, I feel like it's just kind of, at first I was more on the side of the reaction of the people who would say things like you shouldn't have stand them in the first place and da, 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 da. But I think over time I've become less sympathetic to that viewpoint because it always comes from a place of people who feel superior to black women and girls who are into non-traditional or like alternative entertainment. Right. And I think it's kind of weird to hate people or dislike people because not because of the content of their character right like you it's not like you're saying mm, k-pop that's a little bit sketchy let me learn about you instead you're saying no you stand k-pop or you like something in k-pop so automatically you're totally garbage and i don't need to do any research about you because that's all i need to know right i think that's that's different and so many people you know, in the black communities, particularly other black women will just straight up bully. They're, they're just saying, well, kind of what I was getting at earlier of like, well, you liked 
him anyways. You liked him in the first place. So you're, I don't feel bad for you. That's not how I feel. Right. I don't feel, I don't not feel bad for them because they liked him in the first place. I just am on the fence about my sympathy based on how they have based on me doing more research and coming to the conclusion of how, of how they treated other black girls in the past, right. Or other black people in the past. So I know that that's like a lot, right. And it's very convoluted, but getting back to the point, it's like, I just hate to see so many people tearing down black girls who like things like K-pop or like things like anime or like things like K-dramas or something like that. And it's just funny to me because they'll talk about, you know, yeah, y'all supporting these people and they do this and do and they do that, but then they'll turn around and they'll go to the Korean beauty supply. Or if they, if it's not a Korean beauty supply, they still buy it from somewhere and ultimately it's coming from Korea because that's the biggest like <laughs> hair beauty supplier in the world. It's coming from Korea. So I don't know. It's just so weirdly hypocritical to me to to make these to say these things and ultimately where's your money going? Also you know, me personally, obviously y'all know my stance on it. I don't buy concert tickets. I don't buy merch. I will listen to something on YouTube. Obviously I listen to things legally and things like that, but I don't, I don't put the money there if I haven't fully vetted you, which is why everything, if you look at even the albums I own from Western artists, all of them are dead because you can't disappoint me when you're dead. <laughs> so shout out to Whitney. And so my point is, I, I just don't like how the community is reacting to this in a way that's like see I, I done told y'all and you know being high and mighty about it as if they never accidentally stand something or did something you know a lot of these people they sit up there and they'll stand people like black men for example who all they talk about is how much they you know call them as bitches and hoes or they'll stand white men who have shown nothing but contempt for black women and it's just weird to me because, it, but the moment it's another person of color, that's when they have a problem. If it's a black person or a white person that I notice, it tends to not be an issue. But if it's another person of color, it's a problem. That being said, crushing shit. And I always felt like he wasn't shit. And it's sad because he did a song with Key that I really liked. But, you know, I always thought Key wasn't really shit either. And, you know, I don't support that anyway. So I feel like it doesn't really affect me that much. When people say those things, it's like, okay, well, you know. It, it, it's not me, but at the same time, I do feel bad for the people who are, you know, putting their money into K-pop and they feel stupid now or whatever, or put their money to crush and they feel stupid now. I don't know if any of that makes sense. I was kind of rambling, but I had a lot of thoughts about that. Ash? <laughs> no, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I can understand you going from, especially from the perspective of being wary of the girls themselves because the black k-pop fandom is so toxic and i also think too because i'm low-key like a, a lapsed sociology major but i think a lot about how beaten down the black k-pop fandom is like every time something happens you kind of you always kind of see the collective thing of oh, you know, I'm so used to seeing stuff like this happen. I just, I can't even like acknowledge it anymore. It's it's gotten to a point where it's almost like there's a sentiment of, oh, you just, you have to pick your battles. You know, if you're going to be involved in this thing, you you have to get used to it almost. And I kind of don't agree or like that. And, and you can like a thing or say you like music or like a thing 
but still acknowledge that what a person is doing is wrong and that they are shit for having done that thing wrong and not and not give them a pass for it. I can say, hey, I liked the Cole Calmine by the Calmine, I think that's how you say it. I probably say it wrong, by Mama Moo. But I also can acknowledge that Mama Moo, <laughs> I don't know if they apologize for it, but they were shit for the blackface that they did. And the other things I'm pretty much sure some of the other cosplaying that they've done throughout the years. And that was wrong. And I hope they've learned from it. But again, this is, is part of not blinding yourself to things just because you like a group or think a guy is cute. If people are honest with themselves about what they're listening to and the culture that it's from, then you would have less of these issues, right? And we would be holding these people more accountable. But nobody, the same, as soon as these things happen, you know, we want to clear searches and we want to dox people and we want to gaslight the folks that say it happened to them. You know, as an aside, J-Hope got himself involved in the mess by liking allegedly, well, he didn't like the Instagram apology that Crush wrote. And then I think Nat was the one that told me, I guess he unliked it after he saw what this started a small shitstorm, even though armies were already clearing searches for him. And, you know, people were like, you know, I'm just so disappointed. And it really made me realize that I, I don't know these men and we don't really know what they value or, you know, they just say things because that's what the company tells them to say, but they've never really given their opinion. I'm like, yes, that's how publicity works. That is how celebrity works. And it's just the thing that kind of is fascinating to me is how these people can be given so much benefit of the doubt. And you think about Jimin and how she was saying, when it comes to other folk, you know, oh, no, it's okay that, that he said the N-word, he's one of us. Or it's okay that she's wearing cornrows. You know, she grew up in, in the Bronx, it's fine. You know, we give passes to some people and not to others. And I think that with K-pop, it's a dangerous thing because you have, like Jimin said, this kind of conflation of these women that feel like they can't be themselves because they like something that is not quote-unquote conventional for Black women or they've been made fun of for it. So when they get into the fandom, there's this, this knee-jerk reaction to automatically defend, deflate, diffuse, you know, deny, because this is your, this is your thing, right? You don't want them saying, Jimin said, I told you so. These guys ain't shit. They're racist. But you can, of course, look and see there are other, you know, instances of this happening. And I mean, to say K-pop is not the only fandom in which this kind of thing happens. But again, to me, at this point, the, the main thing I, I'm just kind of fascinated by is how people are just allowed to like let this keep happening. I was reading article, it was at NME or maybe Rolling Stone, one of them wrote about the crush thing and mentioned that he was on what was it, the mass singer or something? And he got into some controversy with that because he was wearing a mask of let me get the article up of good old oh, this is from 2016, but still an oldie but goodie he's wearing a, a massive good old michael our favorite black character from south korea
Maria, who everybody know and their mother knows at this point is considered offensive because he's basically a character, red lips and all. He has not responded to that criticism, but apparently this kind of stuff was brought back up with the new controversy he, you know, is involved in. And it's just, I, I just feel like we should just all collectively just say something and just be like, listen, this is offensive. We find it offensive. Everywhere, most other places, developed places in the world know it's offensive. If y'all, Korea doesn't like it, if y'all think we're calling it, you know, think it's offensive that we're saying that this is racist, you can kick rocks and we're going to still listen to your music. If you don't want our money, we're not going to give it to you. But unfortunately, that's not how things work. So, yeah, right now that's all I can kind of like cram out of my head, but yeah. Yep. Uh, Jay? Uh, period, uh? It is period, eh. I really don't have anything, I guess, new to say. The only thing that I was thinking about was, like, uh, okay, this this might be more controversial than the last thing I said, is that as a whole collective of Black people, is that we tend to give automatic pass to anybody that does R&B, soul, hip-hop music that isn't Black, you know, without really vetting the person or seeing, like, are you really down? Or are you just saying it? And just like, oh, they think R&B, so yeah, we're just going to support them so hard. I mean, I know I'm guilty of that, especially with Ariana Grande, because I didn't know she was an Italian white woman. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know for so long because of, you know, she was singing R&B and how she was styled. I was like, she looks, she looks, she did look like a black woman sometimes, how she was styled and how tan she was. But when I found out the truth, I felt so bamboozled because had I known and she was, not black, I probably would have been a little bit more reserved in how hard I was going for her like that. And I mean, she's not the only one. I mean, she's just like, from my personal experience, like Justin Timberlake, I remember when he first had his solo and people were going crazy about that, you know, and Robin Thicke. And then, look, it didn't take long. Well, it didn't take long for Justin Timberlake, you know, to show his true colors. It took a little bit longer for Robin Thicke. And I was just like, we we kind of have to be a little bit more cautious in who we support in that. I kind of don't want to say it, but I guess I will. It's like we're looking for outside validation from other people. We don't need to do that. We make that genre. So I don't know why we're trying to say, oh, yeah, that's a sign that we know we're liked because somebody not black is singing R&B or rapping or doing hip hop. And I mean, like, he's from Korea. So Korea is a very homogenous country and they have certain values even now in 2022 that are a little not the vibe. <laughs> and so I'm not really surprised or shocked that he acted the way he did to those girls. I almost want to say, you know, it's kind of like a case of not meeting your fave because you're going to be disappointed. And sure enough, and I mean, it's not just him. 
because there's this controvert, you know, it's with other, I guess, kind of face-to-face interactions, like the whole NCTs, were they really mean to those girls just because they really weren't in the mood or was it because they were Black? You know, that's still a thing even now, even though that happened years ago. That's something that's still up in the air. And something still about that even now for me doesn't feel right about that. And so that's why I'm kind of on the cautionary side of, you know, it's either at most these idols in general are anti-Black and they just hate us. Or at the very, 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 very least, they're ignorant. And that's not a very good scale (laughs) either way, because it's like we're damned either way. You know, yeah, that's all I got to say. I will. I know I kind of I'm not going to lie. When I first heard about it, I was (laughs) it's very inappropriate, but I'm a millennial. This is how we are. But I kind of laughed. It was like it was so obvious. And yet so ridiculous at the same time, like in 2022 for that behavior to happen, it was just so ludicrous that I was just like, I couldn't believe it. And I did start laughing and then I sobered up and I'm like, this is so fucked up. You know, the fact that he clearly, clearly like that, was it Sesame Street that happened recently with those little girls, those little black girls? where they were at that parade and yeah, they right yeah. past them. Yeah, it was yeah. just one of those things where you're just like, 2022 is the new trend of being racist to your face. And in that way that people pretended that they weren't, you know, five years ago. I don't know. I kind of feel like I've been in K-pop so long and I've been a fan of Asian content for so long that if I got upset every single time something racist happened, I would, I'd be probably like really angry all the time. And that's not the way that I choose to live my life. I think we have to make smarter choices, but I've also kind of accepted that Black people just really don't want to give up things that either give them sort of some form of validation, as you mentioned. And I think because it's so hard to find joy in this world, that it is really hard to give things up when you become attached to them. And I mean, so I was, I will clarify. It's not just about validation. I think that every fandom sucks for black people. Every fandom sucks for black people. So for me personally, I can understand why somebody would be like, listen, I, the world is fucked up. Black Panther is coming out soon. Chadwick died. You know, it's a bad world that we live, we're living in right now. Okay. And this is the thing that brings me joy. This actually makes me smile. You know, I, I kind of just don't want to give it up because then I won't have anything else. I get that. I understand it. I mean, for me personally, that's not a choice that I would make, but I can totally 100% empathize with that sort of pathology, that sort of mindset. So I get it. But for me, I just, I'm not here to be getting mad about the same thing over and over and over again. I don't spend money on things that I don't support in terms of artists, groups, whatever. I like, it's just not something I do. If I like something that's problematic, I just don't publicly support it. I I don't. And if I, if I do talk about it, I'm very clear about it being problematic. I like Shinwa. Shinwa is a very problematic group. I still like their music. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's just my personality is just transparency. I like to be very, very transparent. And so, I don't know. I would not be in the streets bullying people 
who got up, who had this thing happen to them, I would not be in the streets defending this type of behavior. If I had more faith, I mean, this is gonna be a hot take. If I had more faith in Black K-pop fans getting to being able to get together and actually collectively standing up for blackness, I, I could, I would probably, you know, just drop it and you know, join the good fight. But I don't see that happening anytime. Honestly, Black K-pop fans can probably be as racist or more racist than some of these non-Black K-pop fans from my own personal experience. So I just don't believe that Black fans will ever get together to fight the injustice and the racism that's inherent in Korean culture and that bleeds into their media and their music and everything. So I just you know, I'm just going to do my own thing and I'm going to enjoy what I enjoy and I'm just going to move along with that. But yeah, precious shit for this. And I feel really bad for, you know, the victims in this situation. He's not the victim. Koreans are not the victims. Those two girls are the victims. And I, and his fans, his black fans, who, you know, are currently deleting his music from their playlist are the victims. So yeah, I a lot of hot takes in there. But yeah, that's exactly how I feel on this right now. Crush. Any any last opinions on Crush before we get into the featured? No. no. He died so somebody else, hopefully with some brains, can can rise up. <laughs> I he's fine. Korea still loves him. Korea said that the the fans were or black people were self-victimizing. So it's like he's fine. Okay, so we are going to get into our featured. And our featured is a deep dive into unknown, un- underappreciated groups and artists. And we are going to be doing a bit of a featured, maybe more of a featured light, on Z. Formerly known as Dong Kids, is a seven-member boy group under Dongyo Entertainment. The group is currently made up of Kyung Yoon, Munich, Jay Chan, Kyung Hyun, Jisook, Mingyu, and Sehyun. And we are going to be listening. His name is really Munich. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting okay, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is Munich. And we're going to be listening to their latest song, which is Unhung, I think. And two recommended songs from the DKZ fan, Jay Lupin and Crazy Night. So, yeah. Get into Lupin first. Yes. I want to. I want to get put on record that Luna already has a song called Lupin, and it's the best song. Okay. Isn't there way more of them? (laughs) Like, this is only five people. Yeah, because this is is when there was five. Oh, so they they added to the group after the fact. Okay. Adding members is wild. I know, right? Like, it's when when they added Yuri to Red Velvet. Everyone was like, why? Um, let's see. Oh, they also lost their leader in Mark of this Year. Yes. <laughs> They're not the only group that lost their leader, though. The only boy group. Only one of also lost their leader. Oh, shoot. Okay. I don't know what it is with boy group leaders. This choreography is very interesting. I told you. It, it reminds me a little bit of Shiny Your Number. Yeah, it also reminds me of if you've ever seen oh. Captain Snip with a cane. I love their feet thing. It's from Beast Fiction, the movement. 
I really love watching it. Their shoestrings? Hold up, wait. Their music, this song is loud as hell. So, you love their what? No, I like when the foot, the foot movement that they were doing, when they were oh, yeah. kind of like, yeah, it reminds me of Beast's chin. Their foot core. Okay, you know what? I know, I have to say, even though this is just a choreography video, it looks very, um, it looks like they had a decent budget. Yeah. So for them to be when we listen to Cupid too. So okay, DK sorry, D K Z, yes. So new at this point at the that looping came out and stuff. Their choreo is so interesting. I keep getting cut off because it's so distracting how interesting it is. This is not the only time they've had interesting choreo, though. That it was really interesting. You're the group that had the two boys in the boy love drama, right? Is that the oh, whole well, one was? Only one of them was in. Oh, only one of them yeah. was in it. Oh, okay, so yeah. are the the two older songs we're watching, which is Lupin and, and Crazy Something, right? Are those before or after the boy drama? Well, the drama came out this year, so unless uh, they came out this year, then they're before. Okay. I know this one was definitely before, because this was their debut, and they debuted in 2019. Oh, this is actually like a really good debut song. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. For them to have been freshly debuted, could you imagine if we listened, actually did a feature when they debuted? I know. Yeah, that would have been fun. Okay, been I thought it was fun. Yeah, I think it was cute. It was, it was fun. It was different. Boy groups weren't doing that. Can we pause this so we can kind of talk about Lupin yeah. a little bit? Oh, wait. No, we don't usually do that. We usually go straight through. For yeah. Future. And then kind of. Okay. Let's keep going. This. Ash, you wait. <laughs> Ash will sleep, y'all. Come on. <laughs> keep an open I mind hear. for crazy night. Okay. I am. I pick this one instead of the it's music. It's very. Um, for a reason. <laughs> I really don't know what language they're speaking. It's called I hear a lot of English. Oh, no, that's Korean. <laughs> oh, girl. They're singing it. Like, they have weird. a lot of English, though. They love this kind of vibe. Because Cupid is this vibe. Ooh, hold up. I think it sends them better. That drop was nice. Yeah. Oh, Ash is not asleep. Hey. I think this yeah, vibe suits so them better funny. than I mean I like the last one's choreography, but this is shows more personality, I guess. It's yeah, more. no, this is really fun. It's like a slightly more mature 17. Who is pausing this? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. And then it got skipped all the way. Ugh. Okay, so oh they did debut with five members, but they lost their leader and then they added three members this year. That's Very so weird. I guess they said we get that money now. <laughs> we can afford to pay three more people. <laughs> oh, they already have yeah, a one unit, unit too. Okay. I have to say that I feel like the outfits in this MV does do not really match the vibe of the song as much. Yeah. I think the outfits need to be slightly less bright. They're just a little bit too boyish. But that that was the point of the song, like. This song is being a little mischievous, basically. I, okay, I, I, when I say the song, I mean the, the okay, specifically the chorus. This chorus is very different from the rest of the song, I feel. So according to Wikipedia, the group was modeled on New Kids on the Block, which I is not surprising. What? Yeah. what? I can't yeah. see it. I can I see do. it from the first but, song, yeah. I didn't see it with the well, first, yeah. 
to be very, very fair, that was before my time. I was like, see you and even no new kids on the block like that. <laughs> I, my mom had all their tapes. Oh, what you mean? That makes <laughs> Oh my God! This part, How I old love are this we? Part. How old are we for your mom to have tape of New Kids on the Block? Holy crap! <laughs> Give me like so cassette tapes. Yeah, like I will cassette be tapes. Fair, New Kids on the Block was actually before my time as well. I was an um, NSYNC and Action Boy girls. Yeah, me too. Well, Backstreet Boy. Yeah. So what y'all talking about? I well, mean, because we were t- they we're were before our time. Yeah, yeah we're, because we we're aware okay. of them. I think that's why I said that. I feel like I have a lot of thoughts on DKZ based on this song, but I will say this. Ash is so right about this being their vibe. The fun, hyper, like, what's really interesting to me, though, is just how much the other members stand out as compared to Jechan before, like, but now Jechan, I feel like, is so featured. He's like the center now. It's kind of strange. He's like the Huna of Four Minutes. Yes. That's what it sounds like. Okay. That's what, that's what, I, I feel like they're purposely making him, putting him in the, I'm going to the next song, by the way. They're purposely putting him in the center now in their new stuff. Because he's more oh, popular. Oh, Jay. What? I'm about to give Jay a woman. <laughs> Every what? time there's a problem, she's like, Jay. Maybe it's because everyone's hitting it at the same time. I'm, I'm not even think he's right it. here. I'm like, okay. Notice, now, notice how he's in the first scene, y'all. That's For what reason? reason. Okay. Because I wouldn't have been able to tell you who he was. He's the center. Jay, I thought you said this was noise. Wait, I just gotta wait. Now, this part isn't noise. This part, I was like, okay, I'm feeling it. And then when the chorus hits... I feel like instrumental. Yeah. I know, right? Everything's going good. And then when the chorus hits, you're gonna be like, oh. Okay. Jay got me worried. (laughs) Okay. Why he growling at me? Right? Also, you know you're gonna come up when you got uh, translations on your music videos. Captions. Okay. <laughs> Their first album was called Donkey Town. Why? <laughs> okay, this is just a Black Pink song. You didn't have yeah. to roast them like this, Jay. <laughs> this is so literally just like, like Donkey Black Kong chorus or Donkey Kong instead. Like, I feel like that would have been a better yeah, and referential. Yeah. Ugh. They did the whole like, I like some of the instruments they're using under there, though. Yeah. Lots of flutes, lots of... This kind of reminds me of EXO's Monster. You can call me Monster. Not the song, the uh, video. Oh, like the coloring and the lighting. Yeah, yeah. the aesthetic, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the coloring. Oh, wow. Their album, I guess that this was, song was from, sold over 200,000 copies. They sold yeah. literally <laughs> they... 1,500 copies of their first album. So, I would say look at when look to see when Semantic Era came out and compare their before and after stuff. Like it's just, it, I feel like it would be way different. I mean, it must have come out like after July first of last year because that's their that album sold only five thousand copies, five thousand five hundred, and then the album mm-hmm. that dropped in April sold two hundred and nine thousand copies. So that was Cupid. So Crazy Night was well, like there before the drama. Or like, mm. right as it was filming. Oh, this is the year of the tiger. I thought that this was the year of the ox. No, also, I know yeah. nothing about Chinese New Year. So, oh, that's why they growling. It's called um, um, like that. Ow, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, his throat was hurting him in the studio. Black pink in your area. <laughs> hey, I yeah. heard you climbing on it. You did. You did. All right. So that was DKZ oh. or DKZ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did we think? So, okay. I just want to say, I I appreciate Jay for preparing us for Uhum. I will say it was very loud, but it wasn't loud in the NCT Stray Kids way. It was loud in the Blackpink way. It had that a lot of the EDM type, high brass, like type of feel to it. I don't know. And, but yeah, very much like, like Blackpink, I was expecting to say, you know, let's kill this love at some point. I don't know why I'm being so specific about that. Also, I'm looking at the Korean title for Crazy Night. Why is that the title? Stop, stop, stop. We're not going to do this right now. Cut that. What? Cut that. Well, <laughs> Cut I'm that. Very interested. I want to see what the title stop. is. Stop. <laughs> what? Stop. Don't Wait, say Wait, well, hold up. I want to know why you were... <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> Funny, more funny than Donkey Town. What's oh, that's the name of their album? That was the name of their album. What? Oh my god, I'm glad they changed their name because, honey, yes. Wait, okay, I just want to know why you keep telling me to stop. <laughs> See, I'm trying to help. You know, I try to elevate them. You know, with the with the videos that I do, <laughs> and things like that. And then see wait, you doing wait, you wait, doing wait. that, you doing that, and that's gonna set them back because you know not everybody's gonna be open minded with that kind of a song title. Horns and naughty calf ass. Is that what it is? That's what what the Google Translate has told to me. So <laughs> I told I t- no, but I did, but I did tell you that that crazy night song was about being mischievous, and so that. <sighs> Okay. I, I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> how that the Korean song title ties into it. I can't, I really can't, exp- I don't know how to explain it, but it makes sense. It's like, you're just being a little mischievous. And so, yeah. Okay. Well, Lord. Okay. I'll say that their vibe is definitely Crazy Night, funnily enough, and Cupid and kind of like, songs that are brightly colored but have but weirdly don't feel cute if that makes sense like the song is bright but it doesn't feel cute i think even though i can i think whatchamacallit did feel a little cute lupin i I, one thing i really say is their choreography group for sure their choreography is very innovative and very different i feel like it's not something we see a lot in this industry I definitely feel like if we had a caught on to them when they first debuted, we probably would have, they probably would have been immortalized in our featured segment as being one of the only groups that we were like, oh, wow, they definitely have that big potential because they clearly do. I will say like 90% of the members sounds like (laughs) from the the, the debut days are gone, which is so funny. Well, it's not funny. It's kind of messed up. But the point is you could tell that there was talent in the group and you could tell that there was passion in the group and you could tell that there was potential and charisma and all of these things, all the it factors that you need were there at the beginning stages. I still think that it's kind of there. I don't know. I, I got to look at more stuff with the new uh, the leader people, seven people. The leader, yeah, was. The leader, the leader <laughs> but, was the one that carried the group. Really? That's yeah, what, that's, that's what why it's just funny say. to me that the Jechan stands are trying to like 
I don't know. That's funny to me. Because if you notice, I don't know if y'all notice, Ash, Nat, but like if you looked at Lupin and Crazy Night, you didn't even really see Jechan. And then you saw Unhung and he was growling at you the whole song. He was the first person on the camera. So it's just interesting how that works. But at the same time, I can't be mad at him. He's the reason why they got popular. Let's be real. If he hadn't did that drama, they would not have 200,000 copies or so. Especially with right. Uhum being the, the the freaking title, they would not have sold 200 something thousand copies. You know what they I mean? They would have been like Pan and Trends. There are other new goos. But they got mops. <laughs> they, they do. <sighs> no, Tan uh, has a song called Louder that uh-oh. it would kind of be like the the last Dawn Kid song. Hmm. Um. Uh, I'm glad I've not listened to it. I, the last it's, song, it was just, it was, I don't know. I don't like that vibe. That's not, I don't, that's not my type of song. Same. I like a specific type of noise, like, like sticker instead of two baddies, right? Um, <laughs> but we're not going to get into this conversation right now. Okay. We're going to say that for another day. I'm just saying, I, but either way, I do think that they have something about them. And I do think that they're clearly talented. Right now, I need to see more stuff with, like I said, all of them, the seven members to really get a more defined opinion. But based on when they were a five-member group, yeah, I would have definitely listened to more of their music based on Crazy Night. Yeah. I thought their earlier stuff was pretty interesting because it felt like they had an identity. Like, they kind of knew what they were about from the start. And that's very interesting because a lot of groups don't. And I thought that they were, I don't know, I thought they did a really good job. The choreo was tight. You know, the singing was decent enough. Like, I felt like that stuff was a bit generic. Maybe because we were looking at the choreo performance version of the the song, I guess, as well. That's probably the case. So there's no personality there. Whereas in a music video, there would have probably been some personality. Yeah, so I don't really know. I feel like I know anybody or know anybody really stands out to me. but. I think that they did a good enough job with the songs that I did hear that I would like to listen to more of their music just to see what they're really about. And yeah, I don't know. I really don't have anything. I have nothing negative to say, but just really good, positive feeling from this group. I know they've had some member changes. So hopefully there's not some secret messy stuff going on in there. But (laughs) yeah, I'm very excited to get to know DKZ some more. Ash, I think they have potential. I don't think they're any, definitely any worse than most of the other, like, kind of Nugu or near Nugu guy, like, guy groups that are out right now. And like Juman said, they're definitely talented dancers. They have some interesting choreography. I think that they could probably capture more attention if they went more with their vibe from the second song. Or something around that, you know, something in that area. One thing I don't like with guy groups sometimes is they tend to kind of hop from one image to the next. And I know girl groups do that too, but I feel like especially the guy groups now do that a lot. And they just seem very, it makes it harder for them to kind of establish a fandom that way. But I don't know. I feel like they have as good a chance as anyone else right now. And if they, you know, work on getting a good song that is catchy and can get people's attention, they'll be fine. 
Ash, I am so glad you said that because that <laughs> kind of relates to my K-pop concept paper uh, that I that I wrote a while ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was one of the things that I talked about, like near the end of a group either sustaining their fan base or growing their fan base is they have a concrete they either debut with kind of a foundation kind of concept or image and they build off of that or they just kind of rotate through different concepts you know a big example i'll say is b2b when they did wow and that was like that new jack swing song you know they had voice to men giving them a shout out you know they had high album sales everything like that people were like we want more of this and so then what do they do for the next comeback it was thriller um (laughs) it was everything that wow wasn't and then their sales kind of dipped down and it was just complete image change you know even dot seven when they did just right and if you do two completely different images sounds everything but they were able to maintain at least their fan base. So they got lucky in that switch because it was a hard switch from them being, you know, kind of cute boy next door, like, love yourself to, if you want to break up with me, then you can break up with me and I don't care. Like, I'm going to go to sleep. Right. It was <laughs> And I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that big of an image shift and that kind of somewhat turned me off because I was like, what are y'all doing? But that wasn't the worst of it. You know, then Hard Carry came out and I was like, y'all are just doing anything now. We don't y'all talk about doing, Hard Carry. We're just it's, doing anything. But then, the, the, but that's, but it's, that's it's, like Ash was saying, like that's kind of a thing like with the boy groups. I mean, not saying that the girl groups don't do it, but it's like somewhat with the girl groups, if they kind of find, find their groove, they'll still go with it. You know, I mean, like Tira, they kind of had their groove, even though, you know, they had those EDM kind of songs. But to me, they were different enough image and sound wise that that's why they got so popular. Exide, I'll say somewhat. They kind of were in kind of the same groove as Up and Down. But when they got out of that kind of rut and they started to do a little bit different things, you know, they found their groove. You know, I guess some of the only boy groups that kind of had the consistent sound would be like Infinite. 2 p.m. I guess somewhat in a way Big Bang or Big Bang had a Big Bang sound if that makes any sense. <laughs> or they had like their signature sound, but it was different enough. But yeah. Okay, well, I think we all liked DKZ and that's good. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. More, more citizens, more citizens in New Nation. Yes, I'm doing exactly. my job. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we are going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, thank you so, so much for, uh, you know, waiting <laughs> and supporting the podcast. It is very, very much appreciated. And, you know, we're, we'll be back, hopefully shorter time frame the next time but we'll definitely be back and you we do also have a patreon and we release episodes on there bi-weekly and uh, that's where we, we we get real so if you want us unfiltered you can sign up for a patreon it's only three dollars a month and you know we would definitely appreciate the support as we are a small smallish black content creator and no also 
I know we never say this, but if you guys could like like the podcast and write reviews and stuff, that would also be appreciated. <laughs> Five stars, please, because that also helps people find us. And you know, metrics are good. Help us with that SEO, that engagement. So exactly. Get, you know, some big interviews. You know, yeah. we need y'all help. <laughs> I don't know. The K-pop journalists are having rough times <laughs> right now. <laughs> I feel like. We would do the best interviews, but also we'd probably have the most messy interviews. So probably we'd be we would be a breath of fresh air for K-pop, you know, the K-pop world. But you know, people are very conservative in this space, so maybe that might not work for everybody. It's okay uh, for us to shake the table a little bit. You yeah, know, we're not trying to have the food all over the floor or anything like that. <laughs> but you know, it's okay to give it a little shaky shake. Of course, of course. So yeah, let us know as well too what you guys thought of the episode. Let us know if you have what your your thoughts on anything that we discussed. We discussed a wide variety of things, not all things related to K-pop at all, but you know, we did our best. And let us know. Uh, Jimin asked you a very specific question during the episode. So let us know what you guys thought. And do we have any last minute shout-outs before we go? Oh, before we do that, actually, you can send us an email at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter at nyanetizens, on Facebook and Instagram at notyouraveragenetizens. And, you know, basically anywhere you get your podcasts. But yes, any shout-outs before we go? Shout-out to Bill Skarsgård for being the scariest man alive. Oh, Skarsgård, eh? They're creepy. Okay. <laughs> Oh. So, Jay, Ash, <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> Jimin, your shout out is not for somebody who was Thai. So, I'm just I'm surprised dead. by that. Yeah. Well, I can't have nobody stalking my husband. Oh, my goodness. Um, but yes, Jay or my, Ash. Uh, shout out to us. Yay, we're all here. Um, shout out to the listeners. Everybody, drink your water, stay safe, you know, collect your coins because, you know, it's kind of a little, uh, you know, a little tight out here money-wise like that. Yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Shout outs to all us Libras. This is our month. We are beautiful, artistic, easygoing, chill. It's the sign of the scales. This is our month, ladies. Do you? I thought she was going to like spell out Libra. And so I was just like, I was a little, you know, I was struggling a little bit. I was like, until you're seeing it for real? Well, (laughs) I am not a Libra because I'm a Cancer, the best sign. But I do have a Libra, I think, rising sun or something like that. Either that or my moon is a Libra. One is a Virgo and one's a Libra. So basically it's the three best signs on the Zodiac. Because I mean, yeah. Which one's uh, Virgo, Libra, and what else? And Cancer. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, shout out to us. Shout out to the listeners. And shout out to Bang Chang. You know, I'm happy that you guys are outsourcing your, your music. I'm very, very pleased by this. I'm excited to actually listen to this album. And as always, shout out to Ivy. And shout out to God Seven. They're I'm gonna see Mark and Tour soon, in like a week, I think, or two. Okay. So that's gonna be very, very exciting. I'll let you guys know how that goes. But yes, that's it from us, and we bid you adieu. Bye. 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 Bye.